there that lost? Okay, here we go. A U N American Underground Network. The primary reason why the individual citizens of a country create a political structure is a subconscious wish or desire to perpetuate their own dependency relationship of childhood. Simply put, they want a human God to eliminate all risk from their life, pat them on the head, kiss their bruises, put a chicken on every dinner table, clothe their bodies, tuck them into bed at night, and tell them that everything will be all right when they wake up in the morning. This public demand is incredible, so the human God, the politician, meets incredibility with incredibility by promising the world and delivering nothing. So who is the bigger liar, the public or the godfather? All revolutions have been led by young people. If you just think of the TV images of whether it's Tiananmen Square or whether it's the uh, revolts in Central America or Europe, it's the young people, it's the college people who are more principled and not locked in and they're not embedded with the government. They are the ones who are concerned about their future because the future is theirs. My research has shown at this point that the future laid out for us may be just about impossible to change. I do not agree with the means by which the powerful few have chosen for us to reach the end. I do not agree that the end is where we should end at all. But unless we can wake the people from their sleep, nothing short of civil war will stop the planned outcome. It's the National Collective Consciousness Show with Dee Dee Farrell in Portland, Oregon, Jim Comet Jr. in Cincinnati, Ohio, Steve Harris in Charlotte, North Carolina. Now, live from Evanston, Illinois, your host, Fred Smart. Hello, welcome back, everyone. A little bit of a hiccup. Rebecca Campbell uh, is sick today. She's not feeling uh, very good, and uh, hope to have her back. But we're going to fill tonight with uh, a lot of open feedback. Uh, just by way of example, Cameron Kirkconnell, the gentleman who used to run the AFTF DVDs for us, uh, the, the, the numbers, he's reached out to me via Facebook um, Messenger, and I, and I last minute, uh, I, I just, just texted him. I said, Cam. Our guest is not going to be on tonight. Just dial in. I already gave him all the information. So, God, uh, I hope we hear the, the voice of Cameron Kirkconnell. Remember that guy, Didi? And- oh, I love him. I was oh, on yeah. Facebook oh, with him. Good job. He was, I got he's, a miracle, yeah. he's a miracle worker. He's a miracle worker. Yep. From Texas. It's the right guy at the right place at the right time with the right attitude with the right answers, and boy, he saved our butts. <laughs> Great. I love him. He's the most interesting person, Fred. He's traveled all over the world. He's always I know. from somewhere. <laughs> you no, know, he's an amazing guy. Uh, he, he needs our prayers. You know, he's going through some trials and tribulations. I won't go into any personal details on the phone, but I have encouraged him to come on. And this example applies to everyone on this call, uh, people all over the world, family, friends, neighbors that we know personally 
maybe going through trials, tribulations, changes, whatever. And this is an opportunity on these nights to open that, open those uh, prayer lines up and uh, imagine positive things, uh, spread the feelings of goodwill. Uh, I mean, look, the, look at the example today. As Didi said in the pre-show, there's something about the astrology today, but we had Kanye <laughs> in the White House holding court next to Jim Brown, the famous NFL running back, just uh, uncorking some of the most amazing energy. And I'm sure so many people are going to be rolling their eyes and saying this guy's crazy, but he's not crazy. You know, we, we need more of this. <laughs> it was brilliant. It was really brilliant. It was so heart-centered and so powerful. Guys, so, look it up and look at it, you guys. Cause yeah, look at the whole thing. They're various abbreviated versions. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think this thing is going to reverberate. People are going to be encouraged and say, why not? He's in the White House. You know, and, and, and Trump across from the desk is just like a common man holding court, listening, being very accommodative and serious. And, 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 you know, very measured in his response and supportive all the way. So look at that. Was look, the, you know, you, it's amazing. That was one of the most parts, Fred. You know, he, 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 Trump is a man of the people. He, he just bellied right up to the bar, the Kanye bar, and he took it all in. And, and, and he didn't, uh, didn't blink an eye. So God bless him. <laughs> Hello? You, did, did did that ring through? I don't know if I'm connecting here. But uh... oh yeah, you're still here. Uh, okay, good, good, good. Baby, <laughs> baby dropped off. She must have. She must have had a bad connection or something. But she's. Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't hear. Her. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, we need more of that kind of interaction. The the from the spirit, from the heart, from the soul interaction in our world. A spur of the moment, whatever you want to call it. It's raw, it's real, it's genuine. And uh, unfortunately, uh, we've been almost like conditioned to, to not, uh, you know, be natural, be organic, and be off, you know, direct with people. And, and to be scripted and controlled and, and robotically programmed, which, is, which I think is why we're in so many problems in our world. So... Well, immediately after that, immediately after hey, there that, you are, uh, Al, Al Jordan. <laughs> immediately after that, CNN had a whole panel attacking Kanye West and calling him name to talk, saying that he was retarded. You know. Um, oh yeah, sure. Yep, I can just I picture it. No problem. It, it's 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 amazing to me that these people. I mean, you would you have thought thirty or forty years ago you could have a station like CNN on the air. Yep. Heck, I could I couldn't have thought you could have had a fox fox on the air, but now it's the largest network in the world. <laughs> really quite quite amazing. Um, and could you imagine that NBC and CBS and ABC, which used to be our national uh, uh, news centers, have shrunk to a, a, not even a, a smidgen of the size of where they used to be. And yep. and and Fox has picked up the majority of the better better commentators and their, and their thinkers, which is really quite shocking. When I first saw someone like um, Sean Hannity, well, we'll do it, throw the TV out the window. But even he's <laughs> moderated himself, you know. <laughs> well, to me, 
to me, when I see Sean Hannity, being a native New Yorker and knowing what people yep. from Queens look like, it looks exactly like every other Queens policeman you've ever seen. I mean, <laughs> even today, I mean, his hair is perfect. <laughs> it's way it's cut. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Cut. That quaff, that quaff Italian, Irish Italian look, yeah. <laughs> you bet. With with the, with the, with the, with the suit that just you could almost like paint the suit on, right? He <laughs> did paint it on. I mean, I swear, <laughs> you know. I can see him on the Long Island Railroad right now, sitting in front of me, sitting next to me, going into the city. You know. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's good. That's I, good. I, <laughs> well, I I, we were tra- I just yeah. I didn't watch the whole thing, but guys, something is afoot. And I hope Dee gets back on the call to interact with us as we're as we're uh, sharing this. But uh, we've we've been through a lot of different changes, and and I go back to the days when we started this call. Aaron Russo would go all over the country in these various cities, towns, hamlets, whatever. We do the free showing, the screening. Uh, we we film it, and then we go across the street to a bookstore, to a Starbucks, or whatever there be. 150, 200 people just standing around like Kanye is is holding fort inside the White House. That was Aaron Russo holding fort uh, around all of the common people that were interested in supporting Aaron, his film, the vision, and everything else. So uh, it's pretty amazing. I think the people, I think the people that run the internet and Google, et cetera, I think that the general population is too stupid to understand what's going on around them, and that the the 2016 elections of President Trump shocked them in, in, to such a degree that they've not recovered yet, and they, I don't think they'll ever recover. That the common man is now in the in the voting booth and saying, you know, we built this place. We're not going to have it torn apart because you think it should be torn apart, and we're not going to be mm-hmm. taken for granted the way we've been taken for granted for the past 50 years. Um, yep. It's really quite remarkable. In many people ways, need, and, you know, they I, need I to catch it. up. People, people need to catch up. There you are, Dee. There you are. You're back. <laughs> yeah, I lost my phone, my signal, everything. I had to take the battery out, and there was no bars. It was really weird. Oh shoot. Okay. I think people are catching up. They're just afraid to speak. Still, to a large degree. You know, okay. I'm seeing. I mean, I I follow I follow Twitter religiously. I also get all the feeds from both sides of the aisle see what they're saying, you know, things from, you know, uh, the government of Vermont, Bernie, you know, um, calls the president a liar. He's lying in it. He's lying when he's calling to the president a liar. You know, it's amazing about various things. You know, so that President Trump wants to wipe out pre-existing conditions. Well, you know, for insurance, for purposes of our health insurance. And I think to myself, then Bernie, you're smart enough to go to places like Singapore and do the health care savings plan. But pre-existing conditions don't exist. Everybody's insured. And it costs 5% of our GNC, where ours costs 18%. You know, get a clue. Wise up. But nobody listens to that. You know, mm-hmm. who cares about the health insurance companies? They're not, all they're doing is betting you and I, and I know this because of my background, all they're doing is betting that I'm not going to get sick. But the other thing <clears> is that the, the clientele for insurance companies in general are not the policyholders. They're not the people who pay the premium. They're not there to have to, to, to provide insurance protection for anybody, for your house, for your health, for anything. They're not there for, at all. What they're there for is one thing, 
zero cost of capital for investment purposes, and they pay no taxes for all the investments that they make. And I'm not saying that out of thin air. I'm just simply saying that that's how Warren Buffett became one of the richest people on the planet. It's exactly how he did it. Mm-hmm. We, could, we could do the same thing if we wanted to. We could have in this group, the American Underground Network, form a healthcare savings plan and have 500,000 people in it, maybe have 5 million people in it, 50 million people in it, and, and raise havoc with the insurance industry and with the government. We could do it privately. Because everything exists already. Bank accounts exist. Your ability to, to, to do it exists. The laws don't, don't forbid it. Um, and people like myself would get involved and put catastrophic protection on just in case you had something like a, you know, a horrible cancer or a horrible heart attack. You know, but you. But then at the end of the day, you get to keep all the money you put in your healthcare savings plan tax-free. How would people like that their entire life, the money they're saving? And by the way, if they're not working, the government subsidizes it because they're paying enough taxes as it is. If, if you can't work, they put some money in this account. But you're, but you're able to choose any kind of doctor, any kind of hospital, any kind of medication, et cetera. Everybody would be shopping out there for their health care. And then they get to keep the money at the end. It's the most amazing system. I've only been talking about it for 15 years. But who listens to me? You know, I'm just All right, the street. guys, we got a lot to talk about, a lot to share. Al weighed in. Uh, the whole Kavanaugh thing was a big, big mushroom cloud that blew up over this weekend, and it settled. Uh, cooler heads have prevailed. But I just read, and somebody, if you want to correct me, that uh, – Roberts, the Supreme Court Justice, has asked the Tenth Circuit to investigate uh, 14 or 10 ethics complaints uh, behind Brett Kavanaugh. Oh. And, uh, I don't know where this is coming from, but uh, he has asked the Tenth Circuit uh, Court of Appeals to investigate uh, the new uh, sitting Supreme Court Associate Justice Brett Kavanaugh. So it's kind, of, well, it's kind of a... You know, there was something by Lou Rockwell today, too, that surprised me, Fred, that he was questioning his... And it had something to do with SES, but he didn't say the words. But he, he was saying, mm-hmm. well, what about, what about when he, he voted for the Patriot Act or some of these other issues, you know, that never got brought up at all that we know he did? Well, Ro- like, Roberts was the, was the deciding vote I know. That, um, on the Affordable Care Act, it claimed that it was constitutional when it wasn't. Mm-hmm. That's kind of very troubling. Yeah. Yes, there's a bunch of stuff that all of a sudden, I wondered if that was all this stuff was going to start coming out with Kavanaugh once he was. So, man, if, if you guys haven't checked on these Q drops, so the site that I use is, is a qmap.com. P-U-B, Q-M-A-P, period, P-U-B. It's very interactive. There's a ton of research there. And, uh, you know, I just kind of scan through this stuff, but it's it's, it's, it's very interesting. There sure is a lot of interesting ways of gathering information these days. Boy, I tell you, it's like... Endless, but that's good. Fred, yeah. did did uh, um, 
we were talking before, and I wanted to make sure that I finished that about the what Trump sure. did today with, with the Music yeah. Modernization Act. I couldn't oh, believe yeah, that. Yeah, he, had, that. He, he had King Kid Rock and um, Mike Love and a bunch of uh, people there. And I know being married to a musician and in that business all those years long ago, it seems like long ago now, there was always these issues of the copyright laws. And he did this huge act that uh, reforms the co- copyright laws. And uh, it focuses on the updating the copyright laws and also it gives more royalties to musicians, songwriters, the artists, and uh, it unanimously evidently passed both the House and the Senate. And it, they call it the Orrin G. Hatch Music Modernization Act, but it, it streamlines the process uh, for licensing your music and updating, updating, updating rules about royalties for streaming music. Because so many musicians, oh. they, it's just like circle stealing the patents. They've lost so much. Um, yeah. You know, just because of these regulations, these ins and outs, they're all outdated. So it, it's supposed to make sure that artists and songwriters are thoroughly compensated uh, for any method of listening uh, that the public does, you know, streaming and, and so on. But it's also going to do a, a publicly accessible database to make it easier to see who should get paid for a particular song. This is a big deal for musicians, believe me. Oh, wow. That's yeah, and then they call the Classics Act. The Classics Act is another part of the bill, and it ensures that artists are compensated for anything that's pre-1972 master recordings. And this is where a lot of famous musicians lost a lot of their income because they weren't compensated compensated for the for the uh, pre-1970 masters. The original masters? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And additionally, I think it's called the Allocation for Music Producers Act or something like that provides uh, compensations for producers and engineers when their music is used online or on radio. So it's pretty interesting the way this all came down today with Kanye and then Trump um, doing this and and then he had another big, big meeting uh, where he it was dealing with the he formed the president's intra in, agency task force to monitor and combat human trafficking. Oh wow! And when he when he was doing that, he was really emotional, Fred. I mean, he, he just looked like he was just not really? going to cry or anything. But there was something about his energy that was really stressed. Yeah. So God, and that's only what we know he did today. <laughs> they did today. Well, the other thing I saw that he did was the the uh, an act that is really, really aggressively pushing to clean up our oceans with all all of oh. the the crap. You know, eighty billion tons, or, or however many tons, uh, uh, you know, is is dumped from countries all over the world. And they end up on our shores especially the West Coast, and we end up cleaning yeah. it up. Yeah, so they're, they're really going to crack so down much. on that. Yeah, I yeah. saw some of those films of them raking the and the just the just the trash from the homeless in the cities. It's a humongous amount of trash. Yeah. And you know what else? Wow. They, they China stopped taking our recycling, and so now there's no more recycling in Portland. So all that plastic's going to go back into the landfills. That's Are you delicious. kidding? No. No, I heard this. I yeah. It. I still haven't followed through on seeing. 
how much of that is true, but I was helping a, a friend and I said, well, aren't we putting this recycling in a different place? And she goes, no, we don't, we can't recycle anymore. And I went, oh because I yeah, so. Is that because of the, the trade wars with China? I, I guess. I'm not really sure. Yeah. I haven't looked into it, but I've been meaning to, but I just haven't gotten around to it. Also, the Dow was down 542 points today, 800 plus points yesterday. And there's been something in the backdrop of, of Trump aggressively going after the Fed or calling out the Federal Reserve for being potentially uh, a saboteur in the global economic process of, of uh creation uh, for the capitalist free market economy. So Trump has called out aggressively the Federal Reserve, and that's very quickly that, yeah. Because they're raising the interest rate, isn't it part of it, Fred? Yeah, that's it, yep. Okay, yeah, he's been mentioning that for a couple weeks now, very blatantly, and I know that he's, you think they're going to do the reset? That's why they did the test, the emergency test? He is putting them on notice that if this goes south, it's on them. That's what Mm -hmm. he's saying. Yep, that's what I was And you know Trump's power to use the narrative, to initiate the narrative and maintain the narrative. uh, They're playing with dice because, uh, you know, the narrative, Trump, I think, knows he wants to get ahead of this freight train. Mm-hmm. And he's calling it out for what it is. It's it's the destructive force that we have all witnessed mm-hmm. behind the eight ball. We're all behind that same eight ball. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, wow. Yeah, but isn't that amazing though? That, that all that's one of the things we've been wanting to see happen for decades, and now yeah, <laughs> it's all coming down. He called it out. He called him out. Yeah, yep. He's making very sure that. It, well, of course, everyone will blame him on it, but. I think that's why he also did the thing that says, everybody, this is the preparation time. October's preparation month, you know? Okay. Because there's supposedly going to be a, some kind of reset thread. As far, I don't know a whole lot about it, but I've heard it. That Thank you. It's calling for this red October. I didn't realize red meant everything goes south. <laughs> yeah, well, it just I think they're going to do a reset that's going to change our whole money system because they're doing it all over the world. A lot of countries have already... Wow you know, gotten out or getting out of the dollar. And I thought this was just rumors, but from what I can tell, it's pretty serious that it is happening and it's going to happen here. Uh, so that's the beauty of all this stuff is that the transparencies, they're taking their own selves down, these people and these corporations and stuff. I had a recruiter from Visa, corporate recruiter from Visa in my car for better part of an hour. <laughs> and wow. uh, he, he, uh, I, I walked him through an educational, you know, little little lesson on economics and banking and finance and how money is created and how it's destroyed. <laughs> we had a good talk. <laughs> oh, I bet he and they enjoyed you. <laughs> That's great. Oh my God! I said, just be careful when you go back to work. You know, keep this information to yourself. You don't have to blather it around, but it'll help provide some some positive perspective for what you're doing inside visa and wow. uh, so he really appreciated it I bet. <laughs> Fred have you ever heard of the tent foundation what do you call it the tent foundation a t-e-n-t no yeah I 
I, I somebody has got to have heard of this because I never have, but it's a it's a group that basically funded by taxpayers, ninety six percent funded by taxpayers, that has a, a guide that they give to corporations and businesses all over the United States to hire uh, illegal uh, immigrants for their businesses. Uh-huh. And they give these, this set of immigrants, they give them all their benefits and everything. And uh, so they're refugees, and it's called the Refugees Admission Program. And they, oh, wow. Yeah, in Chicago, I, I have a list here of it has been going on since 2007, to date and they Mm -hmm. the Chicago for instance has um, 18,538 people in this task force that where they're taking their employees from this list from this list of illegal uh, oh nice wow yeah and they're giving them all these uh, benefits and stuff but it's not a good program (laughs) Because they should be hiring people that are legal and giving them the, the helping them with their lives, you know. But they're not. They're doing it, and like Portland has over over ten thousand uh, refugee. But they're not. They're not legal. They're not legal citizens. They're. They're. I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. It just seems wrong to me for some reason. Wow. Because, the taxpayers are paying for these uh, these thousands and thousands and thousands of people to to have these jobs that are only available to them, and it's kind of uh, you know just a I don't know it doesn't seem right to me. So I was hoping someone else knew. Now, if I if I type that in, just the Tent Foundation. Yeah, it's a group that posted this article. It's called the Refugee Resettlement Watch. And this came out, this article came out on October 7th, and it's Tent Foundation Makes Refugee Hiring Guide Available to Corporations. Oh, the CEO of Chobani Yogurt's behind it. That makes sense. Oh, okay. He's, he's, yeah. a, radical le- he's a radical leftist. Yeah, the whole thing just uh, seems very creepy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. I've heard about this. Uh, this guy. Okay. Yeah. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, and there's a tag, big tax break if you hire someone from here. Oh, really? Okay. Wow. And it, legal immigrants aren't allowed to tap into these programs or into the welfare programs, but the mm-hmm. illegal ones can, you know. Isn't that something? It's subverting our whole system then. Yeah, and I'm fighting like crazy for benefits. I'm not. I'm not getting that are available to me. That should be, and it's really frustrating when you see something. Oh gosh. Anyway. I hear just is Steve in the background. Yeah. No, it's probably me. I just Who's that? Yeah, I just hooked up the call, and I guess I'm not muted. <laughs> hey, Jay. Hey, buddy. Hey. What's going on with you? Uh, I'm just driving still. And I'm at home are right you now. Driving? Are you are you are you are you driving now, or are you at home? No, I'm at home right now. Okay, good. But I'm still driving. But um, 
just doing Minneapolis to, to Salt Lake and back pretty okay. much. Wow. Through Montana? Well, yeah, we go Minneapolis to Salt Lake up to Idaho and then back to Minneapolis. So we do like a triangle. Okay, so, and that triangle takes you through Montana all the time, right? Yeah, that's why I send you pictures of the crazy yeah. mountains, even, even though I can't see them. Okay. <laughs> even, even when they're not actually there. <laughs> yeah. But so how, do like, how do you like that route? Um, it's okay. I did. It's, uh, it, you know, it beats, when you leave Minnesota, all the traffic disappears, you know. But in the wintertime, it can be kind of harsh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's not like going through Georgia. And, like when I'd run Florida, I'd have, I'd have to go through all the major cities along the way, Atlanta, Chattanooga, Nashville. You know, this way, when I leave Minnesota, the only traffic I hit is once I get to Salt Lake City, pretty much. So it's kind of nice running. Well, that's good. It's nice it's a regular route, though, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and, uh, you know, the company I was with for, what is it, just an open call tonight or something? Rebecca didn't show up? Yeah, it's an open call, yeah. Uh-huh. She 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 got she has some kind of weird thing happening, some uh, bad reaction to a supplement she took, and it, it's taken her out, so she, she couldn't get on. Uh-huh. Well, uh, <laughs> the good thing with this company is that all of the, He's got like 15 drivers, and all of us do the same thing, not necessarily on the same day, but, you know, it's like you're running around with your friends all week. <laughs> so, you know, with my last company that I drove for, you know, I drove there, I've drove there for nine and a half years. A buddy of mine drove there for five years. So we were together driving for five years. We got to run together three times in five years. Wow. Wow. And, and with this company, we'll run together damn near every week, you know. When so you say you have, run together, does that, mean, does that mean you're on the road together, or what do you mean? Yeah, well, he's in his truck. I'm in my truck. You know, we leave out Minnesota at the same time. We stop and eat together, you know. Oh, that's we, uh, that's, that's Yeah. Good. Yeah. It's like driving around with your friends, you know, in the next truck. Yeah. Next, you know, two, yeah. three of you in a row. You know, it's like a family, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that makes it fun. Yeah, that's much better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. With the other company, everybody went their certain direction, you know? And you never ran into another truck because you were the only one going southeast, you know? Got it. That's good. They're doing that, Jay. I said Jay on the line. Yeah. Hey, Jay, one of my favorite songs I play a lot is Convoy. Uh-huh. You ever listen to it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> crap, who did that? Uh, J.W. McCall. Yeah, J.W. McCall. Yeah. You ever hear You ever hear the, um, it's an Eddie Rabbit tune, I think. It's, uh, it's about driving a truck with the windshield wipers, slapping out of tempo, keeping perfect rhythm to the song on the radio. Gotta keep rolling. 
Ooh, I'm driving my life away. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's called. Driving, driving my life away. Yeah. Driving my life away. That was my one of my favorite of driving songs. Hey, is is Cameron Kirkconnell on the call? Any possible chance? Cam is on the call. If you are, uh, please, Cam, unmute star yourself. Six. Star six your phone. There is an anonymous caller there. It could be him. Star six, if that's you. We don't know. We don't know. Love to hear your voice, Cam. Yeah, I got off Facebook, Fred, so I, I, uh, my principal's got the best of me. So I, uh, okay. <laughs> I haven't been seeing Kirk's stuff, but I always enjoyed it. Yeah. You, you got off of Facebook? Yeah. Yeah, I've been thinking about it too, but damn it. I know it's hard. I just, I'm just <laughs> so incensed by the whole thing, you know, with, uh, with the leader group yeah. losing their social media rights, and I, I. Uh, I want to get off Gmail too, but I've got so many subscriptions coming into that. Uh, and now today I was saying, I want to get my landline and answer machine back. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Just all this stealing of data and all these different uh, things. I've been looking for things on YouTube, and I'm like, you know, there's uh, somebody I know close by here is getting railroaded through the court system, you know, through in Burnsville here. And apparently there's all kinds of videos on YouTube about how corrupt the sheriff is. I've been trying to find them, and I can't find a damn one of them. Well, so they may I have taken them down because YouTube is just censoring. Yeah, they're crazy. Cen- yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. There's so many other groups coming up to, to take over where YouTube's going to leave off uh, when they lose their licensing ability. But, um, you know, there's some good ones out there that are already up, like BitChute and um, that one Mike Adams has one up, and Vimeo, and, uh, oh, God, I can't remember what they are. In Vimeo? Vimeo. Vimeo? Vimeo, yeah. How do they spell it? V-I-M-E-O. V-I-M-E-O? Okay. Yeah, and then one of them, I think Mike Adams, is, is called Live. Oh, gosh, I don't have it written down in front of me, so I can't think of it. <laughs> well, they ought to have one called MyTube instead <laughs> of YouTube, MyTube. <laughs> There's a bunch of regulars hanging out here with us, but they're not saying anything. <laughs> Well, I wanted to hear what Rebecca had to say. Yeah, well, she will be back because we're going to reschedule her. But we had some glitch. Uh-huh. Today was a real glitchy day for some reason with certain things. And so but we'll get her back. She She's anxious to come back on. Well, the, this last hurricane just skirted my house. It's been raining here for five days straight. And the river flooded hey. today. Hey, guys, I, I shared this with the email with the group uh, Earlier this week, I was doing some calculations, and you know how I've mentioned the number 89 connecting Trump, the election in 2016, election day, for example, all of the above. Well, I was doing some digging on the Supreme Court because it was the Kavanaugh moment, uh, you know, pre-nomination when they were drilling him. And 
it turns out he's the 114th associate justice of the Supreme Court. And I looked down the list of all the Supreme Court justices going back to the very beginning, and I zeroed in on the 89th Supreme Court justice and uh, let my fingers do the walking through the calendar and uh, did the calculation. And uh, <clears throat> Supreme Court Justice John Marshall Harlan was the 89th Associate Justice of the Supreme Court. And he became the justice on March 17th in 1955. Now the question is, okay, it's the highest judicial office in our country. And he was the 89th justice to take that that bench, that position. So what you do is you, you calculate the number of days back to the birth of Christ, which I won't go into all the details how that's done, but it's a simple number, and I calculated that day, March 17, 1955. I added up all the numbers back to the birth of Christ, and it was uh, uh, 716,094. Now, what you do is you take that number and you you factor it into its highest prime factors, and lo and behold the 89th Supreme Court justice fell exactly on the 89th cycle that goes back to the birth of Christ. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> That's amazing. And it also goes back to when Trump became president, giving weight, you know, uh, Trump gave weight, uh, uh, Trump number 45 succeeded Obama 44, 45 and 44 is 89. So, and then Emanuel Swedenborg, the gentleman up in heaven who was behind all of this, according to my mentor, his 89th birthday, uh, he passed away in, in 1772, March 29th. It was the 89th day of the year. Emanuel Swedenborg, amazing gentleman, one of the greatest mathematicians, scientists, inventors, theologians in all of world history. Well, his 89th birthday in heaven fell on this same cycle. It's amazing. So I didn't make this up. I mean, it, it's there written in stone. You can do the calculations yourself. It, it's very simple. Uh, and uh, it's pretty amazing, though. So we're, we're all part of this amazing fabric. And uh, Rose Lear, I know she's not on the call, but she just finished her latest quilt. And uh, I looked at it, and I, I made a comment underneath it on Facebook. I said, Rose, I'm, I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to decode this quilt of yours. This <laughs> is just a joke. It, it, and the more I looked at this quilt, all of a sudden, out of the blue, came the number eight and the number nine, distinctly. <laughs> and, and I, and I, and I overlaid it onto an adjusted photograph. You know, where you can do a marker on a photograph. And I posted it back as a reply. And I said, "There it is, Rose." I've I decoded your quilt. Here's the number eight and here's the number nine. <laughs> That's good, Fred. So, anyway. Well. Yeah, anybody wants to just chime in here, guys, this is what we're doing this week. We're just filling uh, the airwaves with uh, anything and everything. It's a kind of a, a, a crazy week we've had with this up and down Kavanaugh situation. 
the down market cycle in the stock market, uh, a lot of tumult and turmoil, the causes of, of uh, you know, trying to get these radical leftists to attack people and pound on doors and cause race havoc all over the world <laughs> and being endorsed by Hillary and, and Not uh, deterred, former attorney yeah. general, the former attorney general. And a whole bunch of ranks of these uh, Democratic operatives. Fred, I'll Pretty make crazy. a call out. Another call out to this uh, a new anonymous caller. Is it uh, Kurt? Cameron. Cameron Kirk. Cameron Kirk Donald. Is this you, Cameron? Kirk Donald. Cameron Kirk Donald. Yeah, Kirk-Connell. I. I have always said his name weirdly because of one I know. Of those names. <laughs> yeah. Just call it Cam. C A M. C A M. Yeah. K A M. Yeah. I don't think that's him. Uh, oh. Okay. Go I ahead, Fred. Sorry. <clears throat> we're just we're just fill, filling the airways, guys. Uh, we we don't have a guest tonight. It's an open open call for everyone. Prayers go out to all the people in the Panhandle. Florida down there from uh, Alabama to the uh, Pensacola and all the way up through South Carolina, North Carolina, uh, a, a ton of bad weather is, is cruised through through there. Lots of damage, lots of flooding, I'm sure. Uh, it's really something. <clears throat> Can I say something? Sure, go right ahead. Well, we can sing happy birthday to me. Oh, that's right. August, I mean, the 16th, six days, right? Yeah, it's coming up on the 16th. I have to be at the post. All right, baby, let's, let's go. All right, okay, let's, let's, <laughs> let's get the right tone, okay? And I don't it's want too high, I don't want it too low. Okay, here we go. <laughs> happy birthday to you. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Happy birthday to Happy birthday to you. And many more. All right, Dixie. Happy birthday in advance. In- <laughs> By the way, I was, I, was, I was listening to the call last week from the hospital room. And, How were you? Oh, wow. Thank yeah, you. And, and one of the nurses, he was the guy, he came in and he heard me say, I have to be on this conference call at 9 o'clock. And so they kept coming in my room while I was on the conference call. I think they wanted to hear what was going on. <laughs> and they did they listening to it. <laughs> oh, that's cool. Yeah. Good morning. Really. Really cool. Good to educate people any way you can. <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Are you still in the hospital, Dixie? Well, I almost had to go back the other day. They wanted me to actually take an ambulance in, and I would have had to go all the way back to Asheville. Um, I fell. I can't see. I can't stand more than, like, not even a minute. When I try to stand, my legs just buckle and give way. And I went to get on the toilet, and, and James was on the phone with a, a home health care nurse. And I reached up to get off the toilet, and the door handle 
swung back on me, and I fell backwards, and I injured my oh left my knee and the right knee. And I'm stitched from head to toe with sutures. So oh I hobble back to sit down, and I'm you just better sitting. Behave, better behave yourself, Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> I swear, but but they kept giving me stuff that I'm allergic to. I and know. I would, I'm just kidding you. <laughs> and, I, and I would and I would tell them I refuse to take that medication, and then they'd step it in anyway. So I, I heard Abel Danger. I was listening to him the other day, and he 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 advised a friend to get out of hospital uh, as soon as you can. I know when I work for a law firm in Alaska. My the attorney I work for, he said, if you want to stay alive, stay out of hospitals. Nothing can kill you quicker. If they do, that's why we have medical malpractice. They just do what they're going to do. Good luck with your healing, Dixie, and I hope your birthday brings you some joy. <laughs> oh, it will. I got to go back to the doctor tomorrow at the vascular surgeon. So. Well, okay. Well, good luck. I'll we're having fun. I hope you feel better, Dixie. Happy birthday early. Thank you. What number? What's the big number? Can you share? You mean the age? Yeah. Seventy-four. Seventy-four. All right. Wow. Yeah. (laughs) So 1944. Wow, that's a that's a cool year. I guess, no, I was born in 43. Uh, the, oh, you're born in 43. Well, then, wait a minute. You're going to be 75 then. 75, yeah. Yeah, yeah you'll, be, you'll, be, you'll be 75. You're still hanging in 74. <laughs> <laughs> well, now, my granddad, he lived to be 99, and it's been my goal wow. to, stay, to stay there, and he was a... a no, Dixie, you were born in the same year as Aaron Russo. Oh, is that right? That's why we got along so well. 1943, <laughs> he was born. Yeah, he's February, on February 14th. February 14th. God love Aaron Russo. Yeah. God love him. So you were born on the 17th of November? Uh, uh, October, October. October 16th. Octo- wait, wait, wait. October 16th? Correct. Okay. Uh, so, 1943. I'm calculating the number of days between your birthday and Aaron's birthday, okay? Okay. See what comes up. Uh, 244. Okay. 244. And then we go forward. 244, 616. Okay. Very cool. All right, 244 is 122, which is 61. 61, yeah. 61 is the prime number that separates you and Aaron's birth. 61 is the prime of the word Christ. When you take Christ as a non-prime number, you factor it down to its root. It's 61. So you and Aaron are on the same uh, prime day cycle that that comprises the word Christ. Jesus, you know, the word Christ, not Jesus, but just Christ. Three, eight, nine, nine, one, two is 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 Christ. Is sixty one times sixty three ninety two. Wow. Very cool. All right. Well I hope you feel better. I hope you feel better, Dixie. 
Thank you. Bye-bye, Dale. Thank you. Yeah, we're all in the same boat. we got to stay healthy and keep the prayers going. Al, Jordan, are you still on? If you are, you've been silent. It's your time. I, I was, drag you back into I, this I, call. I was, I was silent. I was just sitting here writing to myself. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm throwing the football to you, Al. Catch, okay? Run with it. Okay. Well, I just um, – I, mean, I, I live outside of Washington, D.C., and, um, you know, I'm actually hearing people on the street talk about civil war to one another okay. and they're saying things like uh saying things like you know these people that are attacking me are going to say the wrong thing uh and something's going to happen and i'm not going to be accosted people are carrying weapons handguns yeah. um and so i'm wondering you know uh what's going to happen here uh uh in, in the streets of where i am um the incivility is unbelievable here. You don't dare to say anything to anyone. It's really yeah. quite remarkable. Um, and while I could say, you know, I, I, none of this, I hear anything of it, about it, it seems to me that we've also got these huge storms that are, that are hitting the country right now all over the place. Yeah. I begin to wonder, are these, are these things somehow related? California's on fire. We've had two massive hurricanes in 30 days. What's next? You know, um, besides the tsunami that's hitting our, our central government, and you know, the, the central government is the people that, that are that are the critics of what's going on in our government will not let up. So I just, I'm a little bit on edge. I don't know how all of you feel. But I'm a little bit on edge. I, I trying to relax, but I'm not having, I'm not having a a, a good sense of it. What do you all think? Well, I know one thing is the relaxing thing is going to be nearly impossible with the configuration in the astrology for today (laughs) because it's, there's a tension and a pressure and a, um, you know, that includes a lot of different things, but everything is just, it's a, I can't even explain it. It's too huge, but I, you're, you're not the only person that said for some reason, maybe I just feel really tense. So you probably feel better in the next day or two. (laughs) Right. Right. Well, I, I do hear from people that are ignoring the world, you know, completely, and they're just fine. My friend Mark Anielski <laughs> is on a, on, a, on a bicycle riding tour of Europe. I was with him a couple of weekends ago in Baltimore, and then he went back to Canada. Then he and his wife flew to, to, uh, to England, spent a week, you know, roaming around England, and then, and then took a bicycle ride the past couple of weeks um, in Germany and and up, you know, just doing a, a, a tour, you know, he's having a great time, but he gets to go back to a civilized country, he gets to return to Canada, you know, um, and, you know, I think he's just ignoring everything about this, which he should be doing. Um, but every time I turn the TV on here, uh, it's nonstop, something or other that has a common theme, you know. Are uh, you watching mainstream media, Al? Watching Fox. I watch Fox. Oh, okay. When I watch it. I can't, I can't, I can't uh, watch MSNBC or CNN or ABC or CBS or even NPR. Um, yeah. Or any of those things. I find that everything that they have to say is, is, is stilted and colored, you know, in a way that they want to do it. Uh, even, even Fox is doing the same, you know, this stuff is, 
the, the other way around. Um, but about that, I mean, the TV I can turn off. When you walk out the door and people are fighting at the grocery store, I mean, literally having fistfights, it's bizarre. And nobody and nobody says anything about it. The police always show up, you know. And at first I thought it was comical. I don't think it's so comical anymore. It's not very humorous, that's for sure. Um, I didn't think anything quite like it. And so, you know, I started writing things like, I'm going to pray for you. I say it to the people. They look at me like I've lost my mind. <laughs> <laughs> is it because is it because Trump declared martial law? Not yet. He has not I mean. yet. No, there's no there's no martial law here yet. Well, the, yet. I mean, see the, see the thing is, from what I understand about that, is that Obama, before he left office, signed a presidential directive that declared martial law, and that's what we've been operating under since he left office. And that um, that's what allows this shadow government to continue doing what it's doing. And until Trump declared another martial law over Obama's, then his was in, you know, Obama's was under, you know, was enacted. Yeah, it was a state and, of emergency, he declared. Um, yeah, and, and until, right? yeah, and until and until Trump declared another state of emergency or martial law as it is, you know, as it's being termed, then we were under the Obama state of emergency. So Trump had to yeah. do it. Yeah. Well, but I think, but I think that that's what people are talking about, but it's not going to be tanks on the streets and, you know, troops on the streets. We've been under martial well, law for a long time. I, I used to live on a place called River Road in Potomac. And River Road um, is a main thoroughfare, although it looks like a country lane, along the Potomac River. And there was a, a, something happened about eight or ten months ago. And um, there were jeeps and military vehicles going by on River Road by the house for about three hours, one after the other, after the other, after the other, after the other. And they would have been ha- traveling westward. Into, into Maryland, into the western part of the state. I have no idea why they were there, and, and no one explained it. There was, no, there, was no, there was no news coverage about it. Nobody said anything about it. Uh, I have films of it, actually, sitting on my, my cell, cell phone. It was amazing. After a half an hour, I sent the films of these jeeps and things coming at me. I said, this is absurd. Ridiculous. You know. Um, cool? Wow. Yeah. Sorry. And it just kept, kept, on, kept on going and going. I never, I never understood what's happening, you know. Um, and I don't know if the, the military bases around here are on high alert or not. But um, I've always had this this thought in my in my mind. I said this to my my wife um, in the seventies. No. I said, you know, Chris, the Soviet Union is going to fail in the early nineties. And she looked at me and she said, uh, Sure, whatever you say. And, of course, the Soviet Union fell in the early 90s. I was also telling her that the United States would also fall uh, around the same time as, it, as what the, the kind of scuffle we're having right now. And I'm having this primordial you know, thing that says to me, we've already had a pretty much of a nonviolent uh, civil war inside of our own government. And now uh, that it's been discovered and uncovered, it's becoming more and more violent and the left wing wants to bring it out of the government 
and turned into violence on the streets so that they can tr- come out and try and take our weapons from us and pretend as if we're the bad guys, people that are sane. Uh, I'm just saying that we're sane. I'm, I'm not, that's just my opinion. Um, and so, you know, I think it's an evolving kind of thing that's happening here. Uh, and, you know, now we've got both sides of the aisle saying, support one another for odd behavior and unusual behavior. That sounds like Germany, you know, um, and it's getting wilder and wilder. And I've been thinking, thinking, where can I go to escape? You know, um, the mountains of the mountains of, of North Carolina might be a place, but where do you go from there? Um, you know, uh, you know, we'll live on the coastlines here in the United States, but whether it's in New York or New England or, you know, outside of Washington, D.C., which is sort of the coast, I guess, um, and, and Los Angeles, um, I get a feeling that we are getting, we're beginning to face off against one another in general. Um, and the insults are not going away. They're increasing. Did uh, you guys I mean, hear this? Yeah. The story, uh, Al, speaking of, of insults and everything, uh, the South Africa's youngest billionaire yeah. uh, was kidnapped today. Oh, oh, really? I didn't hear that. Wow. Yeah, wow. Mohamed Duji, the richest man in Tanzania, is worth $1.3 billion, according to Forbes, making him Africa's youngest billionaire at 43 years old. The business tycoon did not hire any personal bodyguards to protect him and often mingled with the public. Yeah. Well, you know, kidnapping has been going on forever. Um, And underwriters at Lloyd's have been selling K&R insurance called kidnap and ransom insurance as long as I was in the business, you know, 50 years, 40 years, et cetera. They're still selling it. That's standard, right? Yeah, K&R is standard. Anybody that's anybody sells paying our insurance, you know, okay. in the millions, you know, uh, it, and every single one of your, your politicians in this country have, have K&R insurance, including the president. Mm-hmm. It's sold privately. So this is not unusual. You can't go to Mexico these days or even South America uh, and, you know, without the fear of, of being kidnapped. Um, I'm supposed to go to, I'm supposed to, go to uh, Mexico on uh, three or four weeks' time. And my my younger son was going to get married down there, and they decided not to do it, and they're going to relocate their marriage back in Norfolk, Virginia. Which is, I, I'm thankful for that. I don't want to go to Mexico, particularly. Um, uh, and they're just going to go there for you know, for a vacation after they get married here, um, uh, in, in Norfolk. You know, um, so mm-hmm. I, I think it's, I think it's interesting what's going on. But I've never felt so uncomfortable in, in my own nation as I have right now. I remember in the 60s and 70s, I always remember walking out in front of my house and my face was in the sun and I felt comfortable and I wasn't afraid of anything. I never feared anything, nothing. I didn't, was never concerned about my neighbors or anything that was going to happen, et cetera. Maybe I was completely misled or just plain ignorant. I don't know. So much of the stuff we're afraid of now, Al, is more in your consciousness, whereas back then you weren't aware of all this subterfuge. And I agree with you. I, I agree. There are things are going on I didn't know anything about. You're absolutely correct. But that, yeah. Lots of stuff Al, I didn't know was going on. Yeah. Al, I wanted to um, mention yeah. to you about the, um, 
chemtrails, when they do the heavy spraying, which they've been doing for so long now, on the days that they're really heavy spraying, that's when people get into those cyst fights, and it can affect the behavior of the people that are on the ground. So that's one thing to think about when you see those yeah. people doing that weird behavior. Well, it's not I wonder about. Frequencies out know. there that, yeah. yeah. I wonder, everybody is subject to the chemtrails, even the people who, who, who uh, you know, are the ones behind it. What did they walk around their house with gas masks on? How do they avoid the problem? Leonard Horowitz told me when I asked him that, he said, well, they use, they use all kinds of antioxidant agents and they beef up and they, they've got their own protective air filters in their houses and they know exactly what they're protecting themselves against. My, my spouse has a theory. I was with the Mormon church, in the Mormon church for about five years and they do baptisms for the dead there, right? That sounds a little strange, but they baptize people from all over the world, even people that died in concentration camps, right? What they do is they put you into this baptismal font. My wife says that what they've done is they've inoculated the water for the people given the baptisms, right? Either in proxy or in reality, so that all the diseases that are out there, you're protected against because you've been inoculated by sitting in this, by being in this, this, this fat font, this big vat of water doing these baptisms. <laughs> I mean, mm. come up with amazing theories, you know. <laughs> but of course, I listen to her because she's a molecular biologist, you know, uh, and yeah. she knows something about these things. And she worked in Jim Watson's lab, and she came here to work for Jim Watson, the guy that Watson and Quick DNA guy. She came to the United States, so I tend to listen to what she has to say, even if it's kind of wacky as that sounds. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I want things to get. I want things to get saner, but I don't know where to go to find sanity. Well, you just got to ride it out because it's going to get crazier before it gets smoother. I have a feeling. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I, I've often thought, and I have these ridiculous thoughts. I probably shouldn't even be saying it. I'll say it anyway. I've had these ridiculous thoughts about an atomic weapon being lit off in the middle of Washington D.C. Who's oh. going to stop it? You should really try to clean your thoughts up when it comes to that, uh, Al. <laughs> just say, just go cancel, cancel, cancel. I know it sounds strike, but you want to get your you want to get your energy off of that because you're a powerful creator. We're all powerful creators. You got to be careful what you wish for. I don't wish for that. Wishing for just anything. Just make but sure that. you don't. You just don't hold that thought. If you have it, you see it, you purify it, and you let go and move on because it's really you know important not to buy into what they're trying to get you to feel and think and you know what I mean? I do. I mean, I, yeah. I'm, I'm always, I always find myself um, when I want to go to my happy place is walking <laughs> down the beach and to cross walking down the beach in Connecticut. Nobody's around. I got my fishing pole in my hand and I'm, I'm surf casting at three o'clock in the morning. Um, and I've had situations there that, I was talking to somebody who was standing next to me surf casting for about an hour. And then I looked over to, to talk to the person again to see, you know, see what they were up to because they'd gone silent and no one was there. No footprints, no wow. person. Wow. Just, just me. You found your happy place. <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah, there all along. Was, 
now that you know that I'm completely off my rocker, don't listen to me anymore. <laughs> you, you need to watch more crazy cat videos on Facebook. <laughs> I've never seen one of those. <laughs> I've never seen one of those. Like crazy cat is what it's called. Is it a real cat or is it a cartoon? I don't know. Did you say that, Jay? No, they're, they're, they're just funny cat videos on Facebook. Okay. <laughs> okay. There's an abundance of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cats are, cats are my favorite pet. I've had dogs. I've had cats. I like to have a farm with about 20 cats running around the, the, the neighborhood and the barn and chasing the mice away and doing whatever they do. I really want to get another wolf. I, uh... I really fell fell in love with that guy. How long is your the fo- dog? How long has he been gone, Jay? A couple months. Coming oh, up wow. on three months now. Oh. But he he would he would hang out with you in the truck, right? Oh yeah, he was in the truck with me for a while, but he was just living at home for a while. But okay. he bonded with me pretty good. But I miss him a lot. Wow. Oh, you'll find you'll find one. Now, was that a wild wolf? No, he was a hybrid. He was born in captivity. He was okay, bred in okay. captivity. Okay. Well, that's good. Sold to the couple I got him from when he was eight weeks old, and then he was eight oh, months old. Oh, that's great. And then when he was eight months old, when they ditched him. Oh wow. How did you find out they ditched him, or did he? Well, he was in. I pulled in to get fuel in West Memphis, Arkansas, at the Petro. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, he was in the truck next to me, and I said, "That's a good-looking dog." And he said, "Do you want him? We can't handle him anymore." They ditched him. Oh, there you go. Threw him in my truck. Right then and there. Yeah. Well, good for you, Jay. I remember that. Wow. (laughs) Damn. What was his name? Montana Mohegan. Montana Mohegan? <laughs> Montana Mohegan. It's spelled Montana M-A-H-E-E-G-A-N. So it was like Mohegan. Mohegan. Yeah, we thought it was Mohegan, but we heard the Indian pronunciation of it, and it was Mohegan. Okay. Mohegan. Yeah. So... um Montana meant mountain or mountainous region, and Mohegan in Mohican means wolf. Mm-hmm. So his name was Mountain Wolf. Cool name, huh? Hello? Yeah, uh, uh, Steve just posted something on the on the message board. Steve, you want to? You want to elaborate on this stuff that Betty shared? Yeah. From way back. <laughs> was, uh, she said uh, that was some stuff, some emails from back in 2007. She said, um, <clears throat> she said, did Jay take the radio show last night? I was very upset I couldn't get on. Probably have my Windows Media player. She was... That was when Jay, when you were first getting on the first call, Betty mailed that out in April fifteenth, two thousand seven. <laughs> Isn't that something? Wow! Oh. 
Isn't that something? Wow. And then the next one was one that Dick Siren sent in when he was wanting to leave AFTF. And the reason I put, oh, that, right. I put that in here is because he, he was kind of picked off the way that Aaron treated Cameron. He said his treatment of Cameron oh, yeah. was almost as bad as as he called my one of my remarks insulting. Anita presented an excellent yeah. for obtaining payment. You now back when they were wanting to get just a couple dollars for the videos. And so he kind of, Aaron kind of told off Cameron. Because Cameron and Henry were often to buy the, the rights to the film. Remember that? Cameron said, well, I'd like to buy it. And Aaron said, it's not for sale. <laughs> oh, I remember that. Wow. Yeah, that's that's up on the board. It's kind of long, but I I found those. I was just I was just looking through. I was looking for Cameron because I I, wow. mean, I didn't remember how to spell his name. And then I I saw that. So it's K A M R O N. I don't know if you remember him or not, Jay. He was the one that originally did the DVDs. Texas. Yeah, yeah. He sent those out. Uh-huh. Good guy, Cameron. But uh, this is you know I stepped down in early March, so this is. This is during that uh, transition period, Steve. You know, I remember. That's when everybody else, because cause yeah. Gary, Gary Franchi came in there, and he's, he's, like, telling everybody what to do. <laughs> Nobody wanted to listen yeah. to Gary Franchi. Not back then. <laughs> See <Yeah>. you later. <laughs> yeah. Now, he called me up the first day we did our first show. Cussed me out. Called me every night. Look, I didn't, never even talked to him before. So, I'm not... Yeah. I'm 20, <laughs> so I don't fear for any of this stuff. I didn't. I didn't forget I that. Well, this is good stuff, Steve. A lot of history. A lot of stuff came came through this this call, this show, this this effort. Yeah. Well, I'm going to try to drag Cameron Kirkconnell. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, because the thing is, if I try to push too hard, he disappears on me. <laughs> be nice to catch up with him because it's been what eleven years. Yeah, I love that guy. I love, I love. You know, he was such a good soul. Oh, oh yeah. I, I think man, he, he did like him. He did the impossible. He he got the DVDs all out for the. He got it all straightened out. Yeah, and it, was, it was like giving him a big hairball. Yeah, and he unraveled the whole thing and put it in neat chronological numerical order. Crossed yeah. the T's, dotted the I's, added everything up. They all footed from start top to bottom. Yeah. Oh my God. He, he made it happen. He, he did the impossible. Yeah. Certainly did. So we, we owe him a big, a big thank you and debt of gratitude for what he did. The volunteer net. Well, the DVDs would never happen unless he 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 came through. So no. yeah, he's he's the he was the uh, the clutch guy, or the uh, that made it happen. The go-to guy. Yeah, yeah that's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's had such an interesting life. <laughs> he really is an interesting guy. Yeah. Now, how'd you how'd you run into him, Fred? You just uh, on Facebook or something? Well, I, I we've been friends on Facebook for a long time. Oh, okay. You were chatting up. Okay, I got you. Yeah, yeah. It'd be. I, and I, I did years ago. I, I 
mentioned that we have to still do the call, blah, 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 but he didn't take the bait. And occasionally I, you know, try to sprinkle that back. And, and this time a big thing happened in his life. And I, yeah. he just reached out to me on, on a private chat and I responded, you know, and I said, you know, I commiserated and listened to it. We didn't talk. It was just a, a private message. I guess. But, uh, and I said, you know, Cam, we still have this group. It's every week. We've been doing it for 11 and a half years. It, it, it's just a labor of love. It doesn't, you know, we're just, you never know what's going to happen every week, who we're going to have on or how it all works. Uh, it's just, we'd love to hear your voice and have you on, share the goodwill from many great memories we have of you helping out. Oh, yeah. I hope he, so, he does come on. Yeah. I know Betty would like to talk to him and thank him because, uh, you know, man, Betty and I, man, we got a shitload of those DVDs sent to us. I mean, we had a ton. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. That 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 whole thing. And the other thing I, I, I would love to do if I could somehow, I, I know the guys, uh, the gentleman who helped us behind the scenes with the database, with the Gmail accounts. I, I'm friends with his wife on Facebook, and and Who's that God, I, lo- I I forget his name. Uh, let's see. Uh, I can't think of it either. I you know I'm losing my memory these days, guys. But <laughs> Ken Trail. Uh, uh, Moore. <laughs> his name is Moore. Last name Moore. And M O O R E. Oh God, Marquette Moore. Oh, yeah. is, is his wife's name. And, uh, yeah, uh, I don't see him in, in the family. You know, they may have separated. I don't, you know how that goes. You know, it's sort of strange. I don't want to, uh, but, uh, I can, I can reach out to her, uh, see if, um, I just forget his first name. And I remember doing this several years ago. I reached out and I said, you know, we'd love to encourage you to get different projects. Because that guy was a godsend with those Gmail accounts. He automated everything and had a database behind the scenes. And like magic, we were in business with those <laughs> the ability to auto-populate these Gmail accounts. And it just grew like crazy. And it was all totally decentralized. That was it was like the, the Bitcoin, the blockchain that Dale talks about. It was totally decentralized. That was yeah, the it was amazing like thing that about it. Yeah, gosh. I want to call him Michael Moore, but it's not Michael Moore. <laughs> oh my God, Fred! Did you did you guys see that latest Michael Moore clip? Oh yeah, just... where he, he he was admitting that. Uh, I'm just, you know, he's. Did you see that? I think he was the one where he was admitting that this, this yeah, red said, red wave is going to happen. No, he said he said Trump and his and his his red wave. They he outsmarted said, us. They outsmarted they're us. They're smarter than we are, and that, he said that they outsmarted us. And then he said at the end, he said, "I just have to warn you, going up there." He said, "People don't get too excited because they out they're smarter than we are. They outsmarted us." Because you know his yeah. movie just kind of tanked. It 
it was out at the same time as that Mark Taylor, uh, uh, the Trump prophecies, the visions yeah. that Mark Taylor okay. had. And that got more more views than Michael Moore's movie, unfortunately. But I thought that was brilliant because I've never seen Michael Moore humbled like that. And he was just saying, yeah, I mean, Trump's just, he's smarter than we are and we don't have a prayer. (laughs) Hilarious. Yeah, it was really good. It was a very short video, but very powerful. It went viral immediately. Yeah. If you guys haven't seen it yet, you should look it up because, it just said, it just put in Michael Moore, Trump is smarter. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> well, it's obviously more powerful, isn't it? I, <laughs> oh, my God. We're single-minded. Donald Trump is not, Donald Trump is like any other New York builder. He has one thing in mind. He wants the building to go up. He doesn't care what it's going to take to get the building to go up. He'll send as much resource at something as he possibly can to get the, the building to go up under the most trying conditions. I know. I, I, it's unbelievable. But I, you know, some, I, I, I've, been in, I've been in construction sites all over the city of New York trying to get a building up. I'm not paying off the police, inspectors, the unions, people trying to steal your stuff, trying to sabotage your work. Is it Michael Moore, Donald Trump outsmarted all of us? Yes, that's it. That's it? Well, that, that, that was one year ago. That one was one year ago. That was, it was oh. one more recently. Yeah, that just came out. just today. Three weeks ago? Yes, yesterday or I thought I just saw it yesterday, so. Yeah, I'm going to look here. I know I, where I'm, it is. I'm, I think American Underground Media put it out today somewhere here. Yeah, he did a bunch three weeks ago. Oh, he did. Oh, does that mean that Michael Moore's going to switch sides and support Donald Trump now? <laughs> you never know. Me. Yeah. Is there a blue screen behind them? I can't remember. Admitted. Admitted. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying. Uh, I, I don't think that's it. Uh, Let's see. Uh, oh, wait a minute. Gosh. Oh, gosh. I can't find it, Jay, but it's somewhere. I'm, gonna, I'm sure we'll find it. Oh, well, I think I'm going to try to, but I, 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 I'm I, not sure I can. I just know. saw it this week. It was amazing. Yeah, now I, I can't I, find it. Sometimes it lets you look at the videos that you watch, but I, I think I've seen too many videos. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was, yeah, yeah. I think it was. Uh, um, oh, the other, I... the other thing, guys, uh, these revelations that have come out through uh, Sarah Carter and John Solomon uh, from the Hill uh, regarding Rod, Rod Rosenstein was supposed to testify before Congress, but he was a no-show. Oh, yeah, but isn't that, what's that about? I found this clip, by the way, Fred. <laughs> hey, what's it called? It, it's called, um, oh, let's see, go back here. It's called, 
Michael Moore, Trump outsmarted everybody, and then it says Trump outsmarted us says more, but it's Michael Moore, Trump outsmarted everyone. Uh, I don't know. When was it? I could play it for you maybe right now. I don't know. Can you hear this? Does it say when it was? Oh, I, I found it. I found it. It's AC. I got it right here. Yeah, and it says RIP the I'll Democrat post, Party. I'll, I'll, po- I'll post it in the, in the box, guys, okay? I'll do it right now, Jake. So send me a link to it. It says RIP okay. the Democrat Party is dead <laughs> underneath the... Okay, here it is. Underneath. Here it is. I'm posting it right now. Where are you in posting it? On, uh, oh, Steve's got this thing open with uh, Skype, Skype. Yeah, but we're the only ones on there, Fred, is Steve and I and you, and nobody else comes on there. Yeah, text text me a link, Fred. Here, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll send you this. I'll send it it to you right now. I'll email. Who who would like to get a copy? You're going to email it or text it to me? I'm going to email it to you. Okay. uh, Yeah, Puss and Cats, right? Punk ass cat. Yeah. Yeah. Here, I'm gonna text you right now. Yeah, it's, really cool. it's so cool. I, that's where I did see it on American uh, intelligence media. There, it's on there. Yesterday is October 10th for you that listen to AIM. October 10th. Yeah, on American okay. intelligence media. Hey, 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 friend. Go ahead and text, text me, Jay. If you want? Huh? I, I, I just I texted. Text I just texted I you text a second ago. Oh, you did. Okay. Yeah, on the same one where you sent me the ugliest truck thing. You know the Jaybird Kenworth W990s out. And I. Oh, that's it. That's FredSmartAtGmail.com. Did you get one for me just now? I can go to Gmail too if you if you sent it on. If you emailed it out, I I just I just texted you. Oh wait, okay, I got it, I got it. Can you can you include me also, Fred? Uh, yeah, I uh, I've got your email. Uh, what's your email again? Well, you can send it to James Langan O one four at oh, James, gmail. Oh, James Langan. Yeah, yeah, James Langan. I he's guess, sitting yeah. in front of a bookshelf. Looks like he's at his house. Yep, that's a good one. <laughs> All right, Dixie, I just sent it. Thank Anybody you. Anybody else? Anybody else would like to get this? And please share this with other people, guys. Uh huh. Pretty powerful admission from Michael Moore. Uh huh. Yeah, I thought so too. God. Hey, J- Jay, that one I just sent you. Did you get get it? On on email. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hey guys, my wife is uh, on a delayed flight and uh, and she's asked me to pick her up at the airport. She's been Uh gone for four days. Oh good. I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to beg off and hop. (laughs) Would it matter if she's gone for five, Fred? Would it matter if she's gone for five? Would it matter if she's she's gone for five? She's been in Newark, Newark, New Jersey. Newark, New Jersey, Jersey, huh? yeah. She's just, she's just slumming it. Is that what she's doing? Slumming it, oh, in New Jersey. Gosh. The, the so, Dee Dee, I got we had is now there. I got I got one from Fred, but nothing from you, Dee Dee. 
Al, I'll send you a copy, too. Please. Thank you. All right. And Thank then I got to hop, guys. Anybody else? Anybody else? Okay. Real quick. Thank you. Uh, I'll send it to Betty. I mean, I think Steve already seen. I don't know. I think Didi shared this with us or something. I don't know. I got yeah, it. Yeah, I, I, uh, you got I it. You yeah. got it already? Yeah, so you put it on the board, Fred. I got it. It's so funny. Okay, got it. I had to listen to it twice. It was so funny. <laughs> it's a good one. It's a good one. All right. I'll try Thank to you. post it on Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, do it. Okay, Fred, say hi to Mary Beth. <laughs> okay. We've, we've been on, what, an hour and 20 what air, minutes what? now, right? What airport are you going to? Time, what airport are you going to, Fred O'Hare? Oh, O'Hare, yeah. Oh, crap. <laughs> I know. A lot of trucks out there, Jay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, listen, drive safe, Jay. Okay. See you guys next week. See you, Fred. Thanks, Al. Thanks, Fred. Bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yep. When's Rebecca going to be rescheduled? Uh, well, we, I don't know. I have to talk to Fred and see who he's got going. Um, but as soon as possible, maybe even next week. I don't know if he's got someone for next week. Do you know, Steve? You know. Hey, hold on, hold on. American Underground Network. Uh, Jay, did you say that you got that email I sent you? Uh, no, hang on. Let me go back to email. The reason I want you to have it. Yeah, I got it, Mary okay. Farrell. Yeah, I want you. I want you to see this group, this American Intelligence Media. This is just one of their daily news World, updates. WorldPress.com. No, is that? 